This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Lady Raider game tonight. They'll have their first postseason game in 10 years tonight. Oh, that's cool. It is, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. not not that you had to wait that long, right. but I'm sure it's uh, feels like a big deal for those yeah. players. No, I think as so. it is, and, and, and it is. It They're, should, yeah. Eighteen and fourteen is what they finished this year. They were six and twelve in conference play. They were thirteen and six at home. That's good news, right? It's always mm-hmm. good to win at home. Mm-hmm. So Texas Tech this year takes on a UTEP team uh, tonight. It's a six o'clock tip at the uh, USA. Five thirty our coverage on one zero seven seven Yes FM. UTEP went 20 and 11, 12 and 8 in Conference USA. They finished fourth. But how about this for them? And I, I think this is a sign of a good team, not a great team, but I think a, maybe a dangerous team. This year, they played in 22 of their 31 games were single digit games for UTEP. Okay. They were 13 and 9. They've lost their last three. 16 of their 20 conference games were decided by nine points or less. They were nine and seven. So they used to playing in tight games. In their last seven games, those games were decided by 10 or less points. They were three and four. Lady Raiders this year were in six single-digit games. They went five and one. They've won five straight. The last single-digit game they lost was game two of the year to, to Jackson State. That's also in the WNIT. In games... Decided by 10 to 15 points, they're 4-8. and eight. They've lost four straight. So they're 9-9 nine and nine and 15 points or less games. In conference games, there were three games in single digits, and they won them all. So here's, here's a little thing that concerns me uh, tonight. And, and one thing that doesn't concern me is you're going to have a height advantage. Their tallest player is 6'2", okay? So you're going you're gonna to have a, a height advantage. I really think that maybe second chance points – or offensive rebounds is going to be a big a big factor tonight. But for points in the paint, Texas Tech has been outscored in the paint in 11 of their last 12 games. The Lady Raiders are 3-9. and nine. Only one time this year have they outscored their opponent in a game in which they lost, and that was back on January 21st at West Virginia. Okay, For, West, for uh, UTEP, uh, they averaged 30 in the paint. 16 of their 20 wins, they had more or tied points in the paint. Um, both teams make about 15 free throws a game, and uh, that's, a, that's a big factor for the Lady Raiders. When they attempt more free throws than their opponent, they're 10-5. and five. When they make more, they're 13-5. and five. When they make 15 or more free throws, they're 9-5. and five. For, um, for UTEP, eight of their 11 losses, they had more free throws made than their opponent, and seven of those losses were single digits. A lot of close games. A lot of close games. A lot of close games. In four of their 11 losses, they had more second chance points and more free throws made. And in three of those losses, three points or less. Okay. So do I do I think it's going to be a tight game? I don't know. I th- it sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds like it. Um, they can score. Helena uh, Eureke, uh, she averages about 12 points a game. She is their tallest player. She was a high school teammate of Saga Ukanen. She had 23 in their last game. So uh, she, she uh, they average, they have three that average in double figures. I think Bree Scott's going to have a big game. It's um, a good bet. She's... Uh, if, if she doesn't, it's going to be hard for you to win. Absolutely. She's definitely your absolutely. key offensive player. Absolutely. Uh, she's averaging... Uh, 19 a game from Big 12 play. She's averaging 17 for the year. Uh, she has the most made threes and the most made field goals on the team and the most made free throws. Uh, so you need her You need her to, to light it up. You're going to have uh, Katie Farrell back tonight. We heard we heard that from uh, Coach Krista Gerlich yesterday. And that's, that's, good news. that's a big factor, right? Uh, because she has 69 assists on the season. That's that's second on the team behind Bryn Gerlich. Uh, Bryn has 95. The, the key, though, for Katie, she's got to be able to stay in the game. She leads the team with 83 fouls. Mm-hmm. And so a, a lot of times, it's one of two things for her. It's feast or famine. It's either 
being aggressive and trying to steal the ball or it's a turnover's been made or she's made a mistake and she's trying to atone for that mistake and you get a ticky-tack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to be better, a little bit better emotionally you gotta, there. You can't right. like try to fix it immediately. Right. And, and yeah, right. you just got to just try to let it go and go play solid defense and yeah. not, not try to immediately. So speaking of offensive rebounds, that could mean a big night for, potentially for Jazz Lewis. She leads the team in offensive rebounds, but she's only averaging 13 minutes a game. So one one of the things that they're going to really need to work with her on in the offseason is conditioning because you need her in the in the game more. Okay. You're going to you you got to have her you got to have her in the game more. Um it'd be nice to see Riley McKinney come out and hit a couple early threes. And thing about Jazz here recently in the first quarter, she's given you a lift like, you know, six early points, you know, and kind of helped you which you know, get off to a good start. I think that's really important tonight is to get off to an explosive start. You know, I talked to Coach Gerlich and also um, Brent about this the other day about, you know, starting this game the way that they finished against K-State. And sometimes in those games where you're kind of fighting for your life, you know, there at the end, it's like, okay, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to just give everything that you got. But, um, and you can't necessarily do that in the first quarter, but Geez, Louise, I mean, you've only outscored your opponents by three points in the first quarter this year. Mm, that's a little surprising. Yeah. So uh, that, that, that has been a problem. I think there's only been one game that you trailed after one that you won. So there you go. Uh, this from the Ace Warning Center chat line. Okay, I'll shut up and listen. Chuck, you need to let Jamie talk some. You are on a roll this morning. No, he was previewing the Lady Raiders. That's that's going to be him talking about me. Uh, somebody says this. There's no excuse for the Lady Raiders to lose tonight. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you're not wrong. You're 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 not wrong. So I, if baseball can't lose to Rice, Lady Raiders shouldn't lose the UTEP. Yeah, no, well, baseball clearly can lose to Rice. No, well, no. It, it the was argument dead. was no. It was Sam Houston State was the was the argument. Wasn't the argument was my was no, my point? No, that's not true. Was it? You said they should never lose to a mid major. Mid major, okay. Yeah. yeah, you said tech baseball should never lose. to I a did mid-major. say that. Yeah. That was before we started teaching you about how college baseball works. <laughs> I mean, I think you were still doing the show with Snead at that point when you made that comment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had to. Coach Chuck up a little bit. Remember, he's from Kansas. He doesn't really know about college baseball. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, One one last little tidbit for you. I'm giving you all my nuggets, but so you you still have to listen tonight. Or you can go to the game and just cheer us on. Both teams, when leading at the half, have won 14 games. Tech is 14-2, and and, uh, UTEP is 14-3. and both teams have losing records when trailing at the half. Tech is four and thirteen. UTEP six and eight. So you're saying at halftime we should just look at the score and roll the balls off the court and say we're done. You know, I've I've thrown that stat at at um, a, a couple people. You know, one 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 within the program, and uh, he he told me at the last game he goes he's like, God dang it! He goes trailing at the half, and all I can think about is your stupid stat. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully. Hopefully it will be uh hopefully it'll be a little bit better. Uh Risa says this Reckham Tech, I'm excited for all the sports this weekend. Uh and by the way, I don't I don't know like because I think they're only they're clearly they're only worried about tonight, okay? But I don't think they're gonna play on Saturday. My understanding is that they would play on Monday um if they win tonight. And and part of the reason for that is is and the main reason for that is baseball. Um, because of of what takes place with regard to to baseball. Tech would play the winner of SMU and Little Rock. Now, the WNIT kind of sets the schedule, and they may say, well, if you guys can't play on Saturday, then you're going to have to travel. Or they might say, hey, you guys have a pretty good crowd, and you can play whenever you want to. You just need to have this done. It's just if you start backing it up, then it starts making the schedule a little wonky. Mm -hmm. So who knows? It might be Saturday night. Uh, I don't think it'll be Sunday, um, but it could be. It could be Monday. Yeah, make it Saturday night. Yeah, that, would, that, yeah. that shouldn't affect um, baseball. Shouldn't affect basketball. Basketball shouldn't affect baseball. And I think it's more about the technology for 
TV, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, than it is about, you know, fan conflict. That, yeah, I, well. I think that's the I think that's the thought. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. Today is March the 16th, 2023. Here is our man with the plan, Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1900. The AL meets in Chicago. Ban Johnson announces the AL League will be the Chicago White Stockings, the Washington Senators, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Detroit Tigers, the Cleveland Blues, the Boston Americans, the Philadelphia Athletics, and the Baltimore Orioles. Cleveland had to change that name. Those the Smurfs were completely offended. 1939. <laughs> NHL. I don't think Chuck got my joke. I don't think either. you did either. Blues. They Blues. were the Cleveland Blues. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. I'm not good at getting jokes. You guys know that. 1939, NHL record 10 goals in one period mm. in the New York Rangers, New York Americans, 7-3 to three third period. Wow. It was a record 26 points in that third period. Did we have goalies? <laughs> that was exactly what I was wondering. <laughs> 1955, NHL president Clarence Campbell suspends Montreal Canadian superstar Maurice Rocket Richard. Richard. Sorry. For the remainder of the season after he viciously attacked an opponent. Riots ensued in Mm. Montreal. Riots ensued. Wow. 1983, the smallest crowd for an NBA game. 1,814 attend the Cla- the Cavaliers versus the New York Nets game in Cleveland Coliseum. What year? 1983. I wonder what the problem was. Could it have been maybe the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Nets? <laughs> Could have. My guess, my guess is there was a snowstorm uh, there in Cleveland. Uh I think the Cleveland. I, like Jeff's <laughs> I think I think the Cleveland Coliseum is the old Richfield Coliseum. All which, of that may be true, which is a little wonky. <laughs> but I have a, a feeling if it was the to. Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. and the Los Angeles Lakers, they would not just have had eighteen hundred people there. <laughs> probably, probably. Who's so. playing for the Nets in '83? Chuck was. I don't know. Doctor J on that team? No, I don't think so. No. I'll take a look. Daryl Dawkins. No, I think Otis Birdsong was playing on that team. My man, Otis. <laughs> I don't know. That's a wild guess. 1994, while Chuck looks that up, American figure skater Tanya Harding pleads guilty to felony uh, a felony attack on former Olympia teammate, Olympic teammate Nancy Kerrigan. 1996. Mike Tyson TKOs Frank Bruno in the third round to gain the heavyweight boxing title. Otis Birdsong was on that team. So was Daryl Dawkins was on that team. Lynn Elmore was on that team. Phil Ford was on that team. Mike Jamiski was on that team. Albert King, if he wasn't doing drugs, was on that team. Uh, the coach of that team was Larry Brown. Who? It was Larry Brown. And let's see, what is this March... And within two weeks of this game, Larry Brown would be leaving the NBA and going to KU. Mm, man, we we have a way of just turning everything to Kansas, don't we? <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, just, I, I, we, we don't, but I mean, it just, you know, it's just the way it worked, you know? I'm sorry. I don't think you are. 2020. <laughs> I'm glad I was right about Otis Birdsong and you were right about Daryl Dawkins. I, I think that's pretty damn impressive, to be quite honest with you. Major League Baseball suspends the remainder of spring training and delays the start of the regular season in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm. Return dependent on recommendations by the Center of Disease Control. And for all the people that got all that right, Major League Baseball failed epically with their transition back to playing with COVID because it wasn't about protecting anybody. It was all about money and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Would you agree with that? I remember having these conversations about Major League Baseball and how poorly they handled it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. J was not on the Cleveland Cavalier roster, but World Beef Free was. 
Dr. J never played for the Cavs, did he? I don't think so. Yeah, I was I was joking about him being on the Nets. And Scott I don't think Whitman he, was on the Nets. I don't think he team. played for the Nets either. It's a blast from the past. And in 2022, after 20 seasons as the NFL uh, on Fox's lead broadcast team, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman join ESPN as the new lead commentators for Monday Night Football. And Chuck Hines cried. It is National Artichoke Heart Day. I'm completely out of the artichoke. I would choke if you put an artichoke in front of me. You you fan of the artichoke? Yes, I would also master the art of choking if you gave me an artichoke. Happy birthday to Blake Griffin, who's 34. Joel, uh, 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 hang on. Joel, why can I not get his? I got it like 15 times before we started today. Joel. Joel Embiid, thank you. 29. Vlad Guerrero Jr., 24. Right, I was just going to say, why would you bring that up? Stuck. Uh, Victor Garber, 74. Eric Estrada, 74 today. Chips. And Rodney Pete is 57. And I ever, this, I ever told you my funny Eric Estrada story? No, I don't uh-uh. think so. When I was a little kid, I was having a conversation with my mom and dad, and we're talking about different names that can be used for boys and girls. And I said, oh, like the guy who's on chips. And they said, who are you talking about? And I said, Erica Estrada. And they're like, no, Jamie, it's Eric Estrada. <laughs> I thought Erica could be used for both, I guess. Sure. Apparently. Yeah, well, I didn't really understand the maybe today, Estrada but, part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Erica Estrada. My bad. And not, in two, not very smart. Well, you just weren't educated yet. It's different. You I got educated. Really, you haven't made them make sense. I think you're the smartest guy in this room. I don't know about all that. Mm-hmm. Well, in that room, I. I just know when to keep my mouth shut better than you do. Oh, yeah, no. I People have been telling me. And I don't me. let all the crazy things that bounce around in my head escape. Isn't I let, that what I, part of makes I force them to stay in there. Isn't that part of what makes this somewhat entertaining? Which part? The, that I don't the, say no, crazy things? No, that all the crazy things come out. You know, that I don't listen to those voices that say speak. Bef- no, you're absolutely right. Think That's before you speak. 100% accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in 2008, mm-hmm. Paris Stearns, the 85-year-old investment bank, narrowly avoids bankruptcy by its sale to J.P. Morgan Chase and Company at the shockingly low price of $2 per share. Mm. With a stock market capital, uh, capitalization of $20 billion in the early 2007, Paris Stearns seemed to be riding high, but its increased involvement in the hedge fund business, particularly with risky mortgage-backed securities, paved the way for it to become one of the easiest, ca- the earliest casualties of the subprime mortgage crisis that led to the Great Recession. And that is the stay in sports history. All right, there you go, the stay in sports history. Uh, Risa says this, Cleveland Coliseum is called Gundarina. I think, but I think back in 1983, the Richfield Coliseum was Cleveland Coliseum. And now it's, now Cleveland Coliseum is next to the JKK Progressive Field, according to Risa in Richfield is about 60 miles in Richfield, Ohio, where she said she saw McCartney and Wings there. Oh, wow. Okay, how about that? Nice. Uh, this uh, Elo, Craig Elo, former Monterey player, he was on the cast, but he had that heart-lacing, heartbreaking loss to your Chicago Bulls. Got posterized. Man, that was really good defense. Just better offense. Can't really. Wasn't quite, quite good enough. I can't really blame him. That was... Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Was he? He wasn't. Did he play that early? Was Elo that old? Was he in the league in '83? Uh, no, I don't think he was in the league in '83. But I mean, he played on that. Obviously, played on that team. I don't think he. He think played he, on the Cavs. I know. Yeah. I just wouldn't have guessed that he was. I don't think he older was in, than Jordan, but maybe he is. I think he's right. He's right there. Craig Elo. Uh, Craig Elo is 61, so he's close. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. He played uh, in the NBA from 1983 to 1997, so he would have been in the 83-84 season. Okay. Okay, so he played for the Rockets, then the Mississippi Jets, then the Cleveland Cavaliers from 87 to 93, the Hawks from 93 to 96, Supersonics uh, 96 to 97, and then spent a couple years as an assistant at Eastern Washington. That's your Craig Elo update. 
when I was a kid, I thought L-M-N-O was one letter because of the stupid alphabet song. L-M-N-O. <laughs> L-M-N-O. Uh, somebody said, yeah, Dr. J played for the Nets when it was the ABA. This was... Okay, um, so he did play for yeah, the Nets. Okay. 73 to 76. Okay, thank you. Thank you for yeah, that. Thank that you. I, I was thinking I was yeah. totally off on that. Somebody says I was asleep for just a moment. Just a moment? Elemento. <clears throat> Elemento. <laughs> that was a one letter. Elemento. That was really probably disheartening to learn that that was not the case. There are those things, those myth busters, you know. <clears throat> Elemento is not a letter. Yeah. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, what you got for me today? And Jeff and our fine listening audience. All right, Chuck, I'm going to look at Red Raider football. We haven't talked a lot of Red Raider football lately. Yeah, spring football practice gets underway in the next week. We've all been beating our heads up against the wall talking about Red Raider basketball, so we'll flip to Red Raider football. Okay. Okay. If there's one game next year Mm. that you can pick that I want to win in that game, Mm -hmm. which one is it? Let me me flip to the... uh... Well, check. Well, check. Looks at this guy, Texas. That simple for you? I, I, it's, yeah, well, and, I, and that's the low-hanging fruit. And I was just was. I was asked was the question, to, "Who I want to beat?" Okay. I get to pick one. Okay. I'm picking the first one. Okay. Number one, pick with a bullet. <laughs> okay. I want to beat him in tiddlywinks. I don't care. Okay. I want to beat Texas. They okay. leave this conference with a loss from us. Okay. End of end of comment. <laughs> okay. Anger, Jeff. <laughs> seems Sorry. a little. Seems a little rattled there, doesn't he? I don't need to look at the schedule. I know who it is. I know who the bad guy is. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take much to figure it out. They're wearing burnt orange. Your answer the same? Yeah. Or you, you want K-State? I want K-State because we haven't beat them, and, they're, and that's a home game. We haven't <laughs> beat them. That's a home game. Yeah. Uh, I really would like Oregon. Really would like Oregon that because too. that's a, a national known sure. power that sure. would maybe open the eyes of mm-hmm. folks around the country. Um, but I, I, I got to go to TCU. I just I, okay. I that team. I just pretty much in any sport. I just hate losing to. That's a Thursday night. That's going to be yeah. a national TV game. That's a that's a that's a home game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can I can get behind that. I can get behind that. I can get behind. Any of the, any of the, of the answers so Houston far. is another one that like hmm, there's some motion there for yeah, me. Sure, don't want to lose to those guys. No, nope. ah, man, I'm I'm gonna hate it. If Donovan Smith is their starter and he comes in here and mm, lights it up. Mm, you know, yeah, that's, that would be that'd be extremely disappointing. Actually, I hope he lights it up and loses. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If I'm being completely honest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you? Do you blame him for leaving, though? No, no, not at all. I mean, this is—I'm not mad at him. This is more that. Don't no. you feel like that was more of playing time as opposed to nil money? I have never heard anything about nil money right. over that, so, so I assume it was that he didn't think he was going to have a chance to be the starter, and in fact, was going to be the third string guy. And so, yeah, he just wanted to play. Wanted yeah, to play. I totally understand yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, totally get it. Yeah. Uh, somebody says I'm with Jeff. He didn't, you know, leave here saying that coaches didn't give him a chance mm-hmm. or blaming it on anybody. He just he just left and went yeah, somewhere to go play. Quietly left and mm-hmm. packed up his stuff and yep. and moved on. Uh, somebody says Arkansas. Okay, ha, hardy har har har. <laughs> I guess that's um, one of the many things I'm never. I would, I would think down. most people would pick Texas just because of yeah. what Jeff said about wanting them to leave the Big Twelve with. Our last game against them being sure being a loss. Somebody yeah, said, I just, it's I mean it factors in that it's a road game too a little right. bit doesn't um, mm-hmm. so it doesn't have as much meaning to me. But yeah. I can't stand the thought of losing to TCU. It's the last uh, and it's the last game of the season uh, as well. Regular season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, Donovan lights it up. Do you not remember the full quarters of nothing and the interceptions? Uh, this I, I I understand this. Paul, any Texas Tech fan, and none of them will tell you Kansas State. Ah, 
none. I mean, I would say probably a high majority. What? <laughs> a high majority what? That would say, that would, that would agree with this person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Very, 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 very. I, yeah. I, I would imagine you and Clint are the only ones that would answer Kansas yeah. State. Uh, you going to run that by Clint today? Probably not. Oh, you won't have a chance to visit with Clint today. Mm-hmm. Maybe... Will you visit with him in the in the hallway? You're really you're not really a hallway visitor kind of guy. You're get in, get out. You're not really much of a hallway visitor kind of guy. I mean, I'll say hi, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Randy says this for the first time. I agree with Jeff. That's uh, College Station Red Raider. Mm. Uh, that's a somebody else asked if we're nuts. They also agree with Jeff. Yeah, I just don't have the distaste for texas as much as i do tcu that's what it boils down to with me tcu is 1a yeah i just i cannot stand tcu people. you should screenshot this uh text here this might be the text of the year for you uh jeff jeff speaks for most of our fan base mm. yeah chuck we believe you, you want k-state because we haven't beaten them i would bet most tech fans would have k-state lower on the rung if you had them list from top to bottom the games they want to win next year. That's fair. You, uh, I was asked a question. I, you know, I get ridiculed for not being honest. I get ridiculed for being honest. So there you go. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Hey, and going back to the Donovan lights it up thing, do you remember the full quarters of nothing and the interceptions? Let's yeah. remember that, okay, first off, Donovan had some really good games for you, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and Donovan also played a much tougher schedule than your current starting quarterback did. Mm-hmm. Much tougher schedule. Mm-hmm. wasn't even close. Okay, so might slow your roll on that one a slow little bit. Slow your roll. I love that. Yeah. slow your. Donovan roll. definitely had games where he struggled mm-hmm. and was was not good. There's no question, and that's why he's the starting quarterback. I didn't say he should be. <clears throat> I'm just saying, you know, he had some really good games too. That's a that's a that's a Jamie Lint line that could go maybe on your grave marker. Slow your roll. Or like if you had, or like if they, if you had like a little speaker on your, on your grave in the, that like Jamie isms and they just, you pressed a button uh, for Jamie isms, press. So the guy who the, doesn't want to talk while he's alive, we want a recording yeah. of him talking when yeah. he's right. below your, ground. Right. You could have a home run call. You could have a double play call. You could have a, it's a great day to be a Red Raider. You know, they shout that out in the graveyard and wake up the spirits, you know, um, or you could have a. Slow your roll, you know, and maybe when your kids come visit you and they're complaining about their husbands or whatever, their children, mm-hmm. then you they hit the button and you say, hey, slow your roll. Slow your roll. Mm-hmm. See, that wouldn't that be great to have? No, I don't think that. I don't maybe think. I'll do that. Maybe I'll have you like the do that. Heinz Rules of Life mm-hmm. that you can, uh, for the Heinz Rules of Life, press one. For stupid things that Chuck said in his life, press two. Well, we already know that your headstone's going to have a uh, business card holder. Yeah, it's no headstone. It's just a flat deal. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a instead of a vase for flowers. Uh, have, have a have a thing for a business card holder. You can leave one and take one. <clears throat> what are you laughing at? I'm laughing that you're over there talking on the radio with a pen stuck in your mouth. <laughs> oh, I know. How about take the pen out of your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good idea. Well, I just, you know, it's like, it's just, it's just, yeah. uh, this slow your roll or you do you. Hey, you do you. You do you. I, I think that would be really, really good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we're going to keep playing TCU. Plenty of time to beat them. This is our last chance to beat UT. No, I get yeah, it. That's fair. And it's that's, a national broadcast on Thanksgiving fair. weekend at their place. Mm-hmm. UT by a mile. They could broadcast in a blank room. I want to win that game. They could not air that game on television. I want to win that game. I, th- yeah. I, I thought Shelly was a longer time listener than this. She says, "Speaker on a headstone, Chuck dot dot dot. You're unique. You're just learning that." Jeff nailed this one. Jeff nailed this one. Man, y'all are nuts. I I, I would bet that the majority of the, the high high majority of the fan base. Is going to agree with Jeff. I would have yeah. said that from the beginning. Sure. So that was okay. the first thought that went in my Texas. head. Yeah, right. And you said it was a low-hanging fruit. I, I, I think it's 
there's not a wrong or a right answer because it's opinion based. Mm-hmm. But I think Jeff's answer is the right answer. Okay. Yeah. I just cannot stand TCU fans. Okay. And it's across the board, all sports. I cannot stand TCU fans. And so I hate them having success. I hate losing to them. Period. Exclamation point. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So my opinion, it's TCU. Okay. That's the one every year that I want to win. 7.40 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, Jordan says, my favorites are when Chuck goes on his wild rants. All right. Well, you don't usually have to uh, listen very long before there's a some kind of wild rant or stupid statement. Uh, Mike says, you guys are differently entertaining today. Okay. <laughs> Was that supposed to be definitely? Yeah, definitely. Differently. <laughs> okay. Both ways, maybe. Okay. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. And for the good old OLE. Boom, boom, boom. Here's good old Jamie Lynn. All right. Red Raider baseball team improved to 16-3 last night with a 14-7 win over UTA. Red Raiders got solid starting pitching from Zach Erdman. And big days at the plate from really a bunch of different guys. Gavin Cash went four for five, drove in five, hit another home run. He was probably the biggest star of the game for the Red Raiders. Texas Tech has today off, and then it's Big 12 play. The opener tomorrow night against Oklahoma State, beginning a three-game series. First pitch is at 6.32-2 this weekend. The Cowboys... Right behind the Red Raiders in the standings as far as non-conference games go. This is, uh, I mean, just quite honestly, this weekend could decide the Big 12 championship because wow. I, they appear to be the best two teams. Wow, that's uh, that's something. All right, here's something else that's something. Lady Raiders will play their first postseason game in 10 years. Tonight, it'll be over at United Supermarkets Arena. We'll have coverage for you on 107.7 Yes FM. At 5.30, the tip at 6. The opponent tonight is UTEP out of uh, Conference USA. They finished fourth in the conference. Lady Raiders this year, 18 and 14. Here's a little conversation starter for the person sitting in front of you, behind you, or next to you. Lady Raiders are 16 and 3 when their opponent scores 69 or less. Okay? UTEP is 18 and 6 when they allow less than 70 points. So maybe 70 might be a key number tonight. Again, we'll have it for you at 5.30 on 107.7 Yes FM. All right, the Dallas Cowboys have released Ezekiel Elliott, making the running back a free agent. 27-year-old was set to count $16.7 million against the salary cap with a $10.9 million non-guaranteed base salary. Elliott will be designated a post-June 1 cut. Which means the club will save nearly $11 million against the 2023 cap, but he will count a little more than $6 million against the 2024 cap. Cowboys will not get the cap credit until June the 1st. Man, I'd, I'd tell Dalton Schultz, hey, we'll see you June the 1st. I don't know if they can do that or not. All the There's so many different particulars with regard to the salary cap and free agency and things along those lines. But goodness gracious, that would be that'd be great. I'm glad to see him... Maybe get back to a, a normal kind of level of uh, investment. It'll be interesting to see if uh, who signs Zeke Elliott mm-hmm. and for how much. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be jump change big, compared to what he was scheduled to big make. Big old haircut, right? Uh, we'll have uh, NCAA basketball on the air for you tonight or today and, and, and tonight too. All the games will be on 100.7, the score today and tomorrow. Uh, we'll have uh, early on this morning uh, coverage that will include uh, the nine seed West Virginia out of the South region taking on the eight seed Maryland. I have West Virginia winning this game. And I struggled with this one. Furman, a 13 seed taking on the four seed Virginia. Uh, that is also out of the South region. Utah State and Missouri uh, go Utes. Uh, they'll play at 1240 today out of the South. And then uh, later on this afternoon out of the West, it's the one seed Kansas taking on Howard. Another one seed is in action today as Alabama meets Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Alabama is a 24-point favorite, uh, also out of the South region. And I think Charleston's going to win this game. A 12 seed 
versus a five-seed San Diego State. Those among the games uh, today in first-round play. All right. This is interesting here. Zoom is making its way from the office to the baseball broadcast. Starting with the 2023 season, that's this year, the technology will be integrated into baseball broadcasts on the MLB network and on Apple TV+, allowing viewers to watch umpires connecting with the MLB Replay Operations Center in Manhattan in an effort to provide transparency transparency to fans in critical game moments. With instant replay, this is a quote from Chief Revenue Officer Noah Garden, with instant replay, so many people have asked us what is actually going on. We hope that we can provide a glimpse to give a view of communication on the field and between the umps and the replay room. I think that's pretty cool. I think it would be fun to watch. I I almost think that's unfair for the umpires because – I mean, do you really want to see how the sausage is made? I mean, I guess it's full disclosure, but I mean, sometimes, sometimes I don't know. I just feel like the more that you kind of put on somebody like that, does that, I don't know, does that limit their decision-making ability or is that do they play to the crowd a little bit more as opposed to just making the decision? I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I think we know too much. Sometimes we disclose too much. I'm certainly guilty of that. Okay, so you're one that wants officials to have press conferences after college football games, sure. but you don't want fans to be able to hear them talking to each other as they so. go through figuring out, uh, did he get the tag or did he get under I the tag? So. Uh, Bob, I, I can't see it from this angle. I can't see you get the tag. And, man, it looks like his foot's on the base there. Well, Jim, Jim, if you slow it down right there on this angle, you yeah. can see the edge of his glove hits, hits yeah. right on the shoulder before that touches the base. You wouldn't want the fans. I don't think so. But you want them answering questions afterwards. Yes, yes. yes. And do they? Do they? Hey, do they call like like coaches just call each other coach? Well, coach, well, coach, well, coach, well, coach, well, coach. Do you think? Do you think umpires instead of saying Jim or Bob or Skip or Harry or George or Chris just say they say Blue or do they say Ump? Hey, Blue. Hey, Blue. Is it like Hey, Blue? Hey, Blue? Hey, Blue? Hey, Blue? Hey, Blue? Hey, Blue? You know what I'm saying? I don't. I, I do know what you're saying, but I don't. I don't have an answer. I'm okay. sorry. I'll. Why don't you ask Chris? Need that bad news for the New York Metropolitans. Their closer Edwin Diaz. This is why I don't like this World Baseball Classic last night. Playing for Puerto Rico, they get the final out over the DR, the Dominican Republic, and they do the celebration, and something happens to his knee. And it looks like it's going to be a major, major problem for him. And uh, it's it's just terrible. It's a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, Diaz was uh, in the middle of the group and collapsed, then writhed on the ground. His brothers and his brother and other players for Puerto Rico uh, moved to tears. Uh, he had to have medical attention, was wheeled off of the field. He'll undergo an MRI today to assess the injury. Multiple sources have told uh, ESPN that they fear the injury could keep Diaz out for a significant period of time. Mm-mm-mm. That's just terrible news. And it can look, it can happen anytime. I get, I get it. I understand. And maybe his knee was wonky already and it was on the verge of having a problem, but you, you hate to see it in that situation. You hate to see sure it. Do. Any, you hate to see it in any situation, but the, mm-hmm. the Mets have been poised for a big run. They spent a ton of money, a ton of money. Uh, somebody says this. Chuck, you just said use for Utah State. That's an insult to them. They're the Yankees. Okay, sorry. 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 My apologies. Uh, somebody says go Howard. Okay, man, you do you. That makes you feel good. Go right ahead. Uh, transparency is a good thing, Chuck. It means they are held accountable more. Okay. Somebody says doctor, doctor, doctor. Do they think we need help over here? No, it's a reference to spies like us. To who? Doctor? 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 I got you. Okay. I got you. Good? Blue, 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 blue. Coach, 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 coach. Shelly says this I'm going to work today and drop random Lady Raider and UTEP stats on folks to start a conversation. I'll report back how it goes. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, again, it's just trying to help with little conversation starters to, you know, show off your. Your skill set and your knowledge about certain things. And she said she's going to try it. Yeah, she's going to try it. Right, right. She's going to... You're poo-pooing her trying. I, I mean, if you, if you need a conversation starter, uh-huh. mm-hmm. 
do you need the conversation? Because if I'm walking to somebody in the office, I have a question to ask them, right? Or I have something I need to tell them. So I don't need a a conversation starter. So if you're looking for, if you need a conversation Mm -hmm. starter, Mm -hmm. you're just trying to waste time, right? No, 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 no. I think sometimes people need to help kind of prime in the pump a little bit. So if I were to walk down the hall and say, hey, Chuck, I need you to do tech talk this afternoon. Mm -hmm. I should come down there and go, did you know that the Lady Raiders (laughs) have outscored their opponents by eight when they play teams wearing green jerseys? Oh, wow. Oh, really, Jamie? Yeah. Hey, I need you to work tech talk this afternoon. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Thanks for (laughs) greasing the wheel first. Uh, That's no slight to you, Chuck. Actually, a Howard alum. Oh, okay. There you go. See? How about that? I thought it was just a slight to me. Okay, go. I'll be pulling for Howard. Yeah, go for you. Here's one. Are they the Ducks? I don't know. Here's one more little (laughs) tidbit for you, though. The last time that Tech played UTEP on the women's side was December 11th, 1997. The Lady Raiders won that game, 82 to 48. No current Lady Raider was born, and Coach Gerlich was coaching high school. Oh, wow. How about that? How about it? Dang, we're so alike, Jail. Just give me the info. I'll give you info. Goodbye. Wow. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hanging in there. <clears throat> I know sometimes it gets a little, it gets a little out of bounds, so to speak. Every once in a while, but that's that's we, what we do. We we, we gotta yep. keep you uh, off off guard a little bit. Uh, we get a further communique from our official official. This sounds like a challenge to me. I feel like I can crack this code pretty quickly. He says, you will, in all caps, never get to know my crew nickname. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Captain Sneederoo. Uh, that's what Clint calls him, Captain Sneederoo. Mm. Do you like your little crouton uh, nickname that he has for you? I have no issues with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wonder what I've, you keep asking me, so yeah, I assume you want me to be angry about it. No, I just didn't know. I mean, yeah. I just, I just, I just, you know, I've been called much worse. Yeah, okay. It's all in good fun, so I'm not offended by okay. it. Okay, okay. Uh huh. Wow. All right. Hey, uh, do you like this baseball team? I mean, do you? I mean, do you? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm not expecting you to say no, but I mean, you know, sometimes. Sometimes, you know, it's a, you, you kind of look at a team and go, oh, yeah. But I think this one you kind of look at and go, oh, oh, oh that looks, I mean, it looks like they're going to be fun. Yeah, yeah young, and, young and vibrant is what it looks like. They're, to me. they're definitely fun to watch. I mean, offensively, they're doing a lot of good things. Um, also frustrating to watch at times mm-hmm. because of the defensive miscues. Um, I think you probably walked a few more than you would prefer. Uh, so that's that's an area where you want to improve. But I, I feel like early on in the season that's someone expected with so many new guys. And I also feel like pitchers throw better when the weather gets better. Yeah, they I heard be- you say that. They the have day. better command. Yeah. So I think as the season goes along. I, I mean, we were I, I remember complaining about the same thing uh, at this point last year. And then by the end of the year, your rotation and your, start, your, your starting pitching was good and you killed it pitching wise and in the regional and it was you lost two low scoring one run games it was it was not your pitching that didn't get you through to the super so um it was definitely your offense so i um I, i'm again I, I would like to see the the free passes cut down on upon a little bit um but um and pitching from behind but at the same time i think it's somewhat expected right now and i think other teams are dealing with the same kind of thing so you know, there's there's a couple things to me that <clears throat> on the defense. I mean, you got to just cut. You just have to cut down on errors and unearned runs. Just getting way too many of them. Um, I think you need more from Brendan Gurton than he's given you in his last two outings. Um, didn't get through four innings in either one of them. Um, I didn't. I, I'm sorry, didn't get through five. I think he got four and a third in one of those starts. Um, he's pitched behind a ton, and he's walked 10 in, in his last seven and a third innings or given up 10 free passes, nine walks, and a hit-by-pitch. Um, and you need him to go deeper into games, quite frankly. Your Friday night guy, if he's coming out in the third or fourth inning, 
that's more usage of your bullpen that you expect to need the rest of the weekend. Yeah. And so if he's your Friday night guy, you need to get him to give you more length. Uh, three innings is not enough. Four innings is really not enough. Uh, I think he's one of your best pitchers. And, I, you know, his team has kind of bailed him out with the bullpen doing a good job behind him. And your offense has come through. But I think Brendan Gurton, and, and I'm saying this because my expectations for him are, are high, way higher than, say, a young guy like Tabor Fast who's going through some things and hopefully he'll figure it out. But he's a bit of a mess right now. But Brendan Gurton is a guy that coming into the season that you felt like, hey, we're going to lean on him. We're going to mm-hmm. rely on him. So I think Brendan Gurton needs to be better. I think he needs to he needs to go deeper on Fridays to to save your bullpen for the rest of the weekend, all that good stuff. Because we know right now you have a big question mark on Sundays. I mean, Kyle Robinson, great in that one performance against A&M, but you know, Kyle's not gotten past four innings as a starter. And so if you're expecting that on Sundays, which, you know, at this point you have to expect it, then you need Gurton to save the bullpen so you have more well-rested arms. So um, Brennan Gurton to me is kind of like a, right now he's a big X factor going into this weekend uh, against Oklahoma State. Uh, He's a guy you want to see pick it up. And I think by the end of the year he's going to be great. Uh, I just, we need him. I I think I remember telling you the story one one year, a couple of seasons ago, more than a couple, but it's been a while. But Caleb Killian was heading into his junior year, and we expected him to be great. And he was, I don't know, four starts into it, and his ERA was in the sixes. And Coach Tadlock <clears throat> said to me, you know, some guys can just fall out of bed and be ready to pitch. And... And that's at the college level all the way up to the big league re- level. These guys, you know, from the get-go in spring training, they're ready to go. But he says there's other guys that it takes a while. And Caleb Killian was one of those guys. And Caleb was phenomenal at the end of the year. I'm wondering if Brendan Gurton is one of those guys. And remember, he missed the second half of last season. Mm-hmm. So he was coming off some arm stuff, and so he, you know, it just feels like Brendan is not where he's going to be at. At a certain point in the season, but it's Big Twelve play, and you're playing what is probably the best team in the conference, or one of them in Oklahoma State. You need him to dial it up now. You better figure it out. You kind of got to get him to figure that out. So, um, Gurton is is an area there. That and then, you know, I just think that Coach Tadlock's going to continue to tweak and change what's going on in center field, right field all that good stuff as, as we move forward without Dylan Carter. So there's going to be a lot of moving pieces there. And then the, even the DH position, um, you know, I know Ty Coleman's dealing with some some injury stuff. And, you know, in and, and his situation, you haven't seen him in quite a while. And, and I don't know what the prognosis is there. I, I don't even know what the injury is, to be completely honest with you. But he's not been in there, and you've seen a bunch of different guys in the DH spot. So, Somebody's got to kind of grab onto that role. You saw Ryan Brome get hits in three straight at-bats yesterday, and so maybe he'll get an opportunity against the right-handers, and I imagine against the left-handers. We'll see Drew Woodcox in there a bunch at the DH spot. Uh, so there's there's a bunch of guys that are in the mix in that spot too. So center field, right field, DH, kind of revolving doors there. Um, who's going to grab onto those roles? But I, I do like the team. I, I, I think they're a fun team to watch. I feel like they're a – uh, a team that's going to get better as this season goes along, but there's, man, you can't wait too much longer right, <laughs> because no. again, this is it's not like you're easing in with Baylor this weekend, who's well below 500, and Kansas next weekend, and then you know towards the end of the season we'll get Oklahoma State and and Texas, and we'll get those better teams at the end. No, 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 you start with Oklahoma State and Texas. Okay, so let let's go. You better get ready. One one A. Yeah. Hey, let, let me ask you this: Do you? Think... I don't think Texas is one A. I think TCU is one A. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I think Texas is decent. Do you think the pitch clock has anything to do with all the walks and stuff like that? No. Okay, because they're used no. to it by now. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. No. I figured. I, I figured you were. going I think say not that. throwing enough strikes has to do with all the walks. Okay. <laughs> right. Throwing the ball out of the strike zone. You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, no, I understand. No, I think they're fine with that. I, I but you just, think it's more weather-related of just being able to get eh, comfortable and warmed up? and. I think college baseball as a whole uh, has more guys struggling with throwing strikes than we've seen in years past. I don't know why that is. I don't know. 
Uh, somebody says this. I don't know if anybody else has mentioned this. They have not. But I absolutely love the new songs they play in the stadium when the other team gets out. What do you think? I do. I've brought it up a couple times during the during the games. I, it's, it adds a little flair. It's fun. Okay. You know, a guy strikes out and, and you hear the music play, hit the road jack or something. Yeah, I like it. I'm a fan. Yeah, I've heard that. A little, little more atmosphere. And I felt like I, I helped contribute to the to the win a little bit yesterday because it seemed like every time I tuned in, something good was happening. I, I feel like you deserve <laughs> the game ball, Chuck. <laughs> I, you know, they gave the win to Josh Sanders yesterday, I but just, it should have been to you. I felt like I contributed. I mean, I tuned in, you got out of the inning, bases loaded. <laughs> Tuned in, boom, grand salami. I've, you know, but what about Jeff and I? I mean, we were tuned in the whole time. Do we not get the win? Oh, sure, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You guys get tons of credit. I did notice that, uh, you know, I, I did notice that, you know, in the late stages of the game, you were uh, doing the play-by-play, and and Hacks was was gone for like a significant period of time, and then he came back and he told us what he was doing. I was like, man, I just figured you were eating a hot dog or something. He was he was looking up the last time that there was a Grand Slam, which had been, I guess, quite some time. Since last year. Yeah, last year. Mm-hmm. But he wanted you to guess, and then he told you before you could guess, because I figured you were going to be able to tell it. You were going I to didn't guess have it. a clue. I didn't have a clue. Mm-mm, I did not. Okay, so we got that. Sentex uh, Hank says this, Chuck's leaf blower rant was a true bougie rant. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. That's well played. This tank. off the rocker. That thing was flipped over. <laughs> LOL. In terms of being <laughs> off the rocker. And then somebody picked it up and beat him with mm-hmm. it. Somebody wants to know, should Molina be moved to Friday night? No, I don't think so. Um, yeah. Going with the style that Coach Tadlock has used mm-hmm. over the years, you put your best guy on Saturday, he's going to give you more depth. And so that way you can, if you can need more bullpen arms and more bullpen innings, you use some of those guys on Friday and they can come back on Sunday. And so, no, I think Mason fits that Saturday role perfect. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.